1: Welcome. My name is Marilyn Shannon, and this is the Breaking Free Show, and I want to welcome you all here with us today. It's nice to have you, and if you are tuning in and and it's live, great, and if you're watching us in the archive version, great. We're glad to have you any way we can, and we know that your time is precious, so thank you for sharing it with us, and I want to say hello to Amnon.
2: Hello, Marilyn. How are you? I'm
1: good, and you? I'm just fine, thank you. And how was your week? My week so far has been (laughs) pretty good, except it's raining. I know, it's pouring. But we need it. It's okay. We need it, I know. But we're doing pretty good, I think.
0: Rain-wise, we've had a lot of
1: rain, haven't we? Yep. It's it's fine. It's fine. We can use it. So Amnon is our producer, and he's here holding down the fort while we uh, do our show and bring you the best. And that is exactly what we do. You know, I have loved stories my entire life, I think. I love hearing what people have been up to. I love where they've been. I love where they want to go. I'm inspired by it. I love hearing even the difficulties and the tragedies because that's we all connect in all of the emotional spaces that we can find. And it's fascinating. And uh, last week I had the pleasure of I was gonna So to tell you, I was going to do the show today by myself, which I like to do from time to time. I love to pick a topic and just fly with it. But last week I met this woman who was just so lovely, and she did something so cool that I just felt like it was perfect timing to ask her to come on, and she paints nudes. And I'm really excited about this because it's a great topic to talk about, uh, our human body. And when I was doing some research in preparing for the show, of course up comes the David and Michelangelo. And here's this great quote that I want to open up with before I introduce Alexandra. So, what, what spirit is so empty and blind that it cannot recognize the fact that the foot is more than the shoe and the skin is more beautiful than the garment with which it is clothed? Michelangelo. That was beautiful. I loved it. And it spoke volumes for how we look at our bodies and how we don't look at our bodies and how we feel about who we are and and how we represent ourselves. And so with that, I'm going to tell you a little bit about Alexandra. She grew up in New York, which, yes, two New Yorkers on the show at the same time. Now, what do you think about that? So she grew up in New York, and she discovered her passion for painting, painting, drawing and design when she was a child, which I'm fascinated about, and I want to ask her more about that. She is, um, she, her primary inspiration is the human figure, which we're going to show you some of her paintings, and you're going to look at them and go, is that a painting or is that a f- photograph? Because they're so fabulous. Um, and, I, and I don't want to take a lot of time in talking myself, but I do have some props here of things that I've done that I want to show you as we get into the show. But before, uh, but, but right now I want to go ahead and introduce Alexandra. So Alexandra Bach, welcome to the show.
2: Hi, thank you. I'm delighted to be here.
1: It's nice to have you here. Thank you. So you have spent, I mean, years and years and years painting. And how, how as a child did you discover this passion?
2: Well, that's a good question. Um you know my parents, um, they had a lot of books, a lot of books on art, um, I guess you call them like coffee table books, on uh, old masters, impressionists. And I just like to draw. like children like to draw. And I used to pick up these books and I would enjoy copying, making drawings, copying the paintings and for me it was uh, thrilling was exhilarating to be able to create uh, a fairly accurate reproduction of these paintings and that was one thing and then the other thing i actually was quite interested in fashion i loved when we would get the fashions of the new york times and um, i liked drawing the models from the magazines in particular I remember when Isabella Rossellini was the spokesmodel for Lancôme and I thought she was beautiful. I mean, to this day, I think she's beautiful. I think she'll be beautiful until she's a hundred, for, forever. And I love drawing her face over and over again. And um, so that's really where, where it all started.
1: So, and you said something that I want to ask you about. So you said she was beautiful. What do you find beautiful when you're looking at a, a figure? What do you find beautiful?
2: Well, that's changed over the years. The more I learned about anatomy, the more I did figure drawing, um, really observing the model and drawing and painting from it. Um, I mean, I think the basics are very beautiful. The different types of lines that exist in nature, form, shape, uh, gestures, expressions. I mean, for me, those are the most beautiful and the most interesting um, and to be able to replicate that on a two-dimensional surface, whether it's a painting or a drawing, for me, again, brings that same exhilarating, thrilling feeling that I did when I was a child. And to capture that expression and gesture on a flat surface, I mean, that's beautiful. And it can be really any kind of line, but the body gives you an endless, possib- endless possibilities of uh, demonstrating gesture and expression.
1: What a beautiful way to say that. You know, because I was telling Alexandra that uh, several years ago, I had never taken an art class, like an official art class. I'm sure I had art classes in school before, in kindergarten or whatever, but I never took a class as an adult. As much as I would look and say, you know, what is my art? You know, what is it that I can do? I didn't think I could paint. I didn't, didn't think I could do this. I didn't think I could do that. So I I actually took a sculpting class many years ago, well, not many, but I guess like six, seven years ago, and I brought it with me today to the studio so that I could show everybody my nude, and I had, huh? It's beautiful. It is beautiful, and you know what? I had the, um, there were two nudes in the studio. There was a man and a woman, and I chose to do the woman, just because I, I I, I guess as a woman. I wanted to – I felt like we're beautiful, and I wanted to have that experience of doing a woman. Not that a man's body is not beautiful, but, you know, being a woman, I felt closer to be able to do it and more fun in, in the process. And I, one of the parts that I've always loved so much about my nude was, was the muscle here in her leg. I don't know if everybody can see it. Can you see it, Alexandra? Yes, I can.
2: Okay. I can. Uh-huh.
1: So it was so exciting for me to to see it and to replicate it on my my nude. And, and when I look at this, it just it tells me that I can. I know, I always and and just the body and and the proportion and the and the muscles. I mean, it was fabulous to be able to take it and put it here. And I can't describe really what. I can't describe what it did to me. Maybe you can, because I haven't found the words yet.
2: Well, I think, again, like and you just said, the, the replication um, or maybe the fact that you found some part of the body that you understood really well, that really spoke to you. Um, and you were able to reproduce that in clay. So just that one part of the leg, that muscle, which is a very interesting part of the body. I mean, of course, all the parts are interesting, but the legs in particular, particular those are very large muscles, and um, they're real substantial. And So when you can uh, show that, depict that in clay in particular, that's very exciting, something you can really grab onto. Um so I can, I can see where you would have felt that. And I know when I do draw or paint, and definitely there are times where you're frustrated and you're trying to capture the pose or, or creating um, accurate anatomical structure and maybe it doesn't work. I try to at least find some part of what I've painted or drawn that does work and really take pleasure in that. So at the same token, this, this sculpture, you really liked that. That leg. I mean, the whole thing is very successful. Maybe that in particular was even you know the most successful. Really spoke to you. So well, I, yeah, from that.
1: yeah. I found it. I mean, I did it on my own. Mm-hmm. My teacher didn't help me with that. I mean, he helped me get the the breasts. I was really having a hard time with the dimensions mm-hmm. and trying to capture. You know, you think, oh, that's not so hard. How hard can that be? Oh my God, he was right. so hard. Let right, me tell right. you. But you know, playing in the clay is all is is wonderful. But actually, coming away with a with something that you can see mm-hmm. is extraordinary. And when I found right. the muscle in her leg, and I could, you know, I I just did it with my hand. I don't know. It was just a great feeling. So, yes, I loved it. Um, right. And I'm fascinated by this whole subject. And I, you know, when I was, we were talking about this, I thought what a great subject to talk about as far as breaking free. Because we, we've tend, or, and I can speak for myself, I don't know about everybody else, but in the, when I went to uh, post about this show, I have to be very honest. I had a very difficult time I'm posting some of the paintings that Alexandra did. And not that they were not in good taste, they were in beautiful taste. But what was Facebook going to say? What were my friends going to say? What were they going to call it? And mm-hmm. I didn't like that feeling, and I don't like even thinking about it. And it took me—it took me till this morning to do it. And I was working on it yesterday, but it took me till this morning. So, what would you say to that, Alexandra?
2: Um, it's understandable. Uh, I think that. I mean, people have asked me in the past, "Why do I paint the figure? What? What, what attracts me to it?" Uh, Why not paint nature uh, or still lifes? And I do both, but I really do prefer the figure. Um, And I think there are different ways of looking at at the human body. And as an artist, it's not a sexualized thing. Um, And it goes back to what I was saying before, that. The reason I do art is I find it again fascinating to reproduce gesture and line and form and expression poses on a flat surface. And what better subject matter than the human body to have so many options, so many possibilities? So it's not that it's a detached view of the body, but um, it's not, it's not sexual, it's let me show the beauty of nature through the human line, through the form, through the curves. And so it's a completely different thing. And you have to really be immersed, I think, in that world or um, you have to understand it and, and really have done it to see how Non-sexual it is, and I think in general, understandably, when people look at the human body a nude, they think they think more sexual, more erotic, um, and that can make a person feel uncomfortable. Um, so it's really two ways of looking at um, at an undraped at a, at a nude body. Uh, I don't know if that makes sense.
1: <laughs> no, it does, and I'm curious. Um, so, um, so what? So, does it depend on the artist?
2: Um, you mean if, if all artists look at the human yes. body that I was describing? Yes. Um, I don't. Think Based on my experience, I would say no, because any artist that I've worked with that paints nudes primarily or artists that I've met at life drawing sessions or classes, once that time starts, the model poses, we are all very focused on are we creating a a lovely picture painting? Does it represent how we see the model? We're so immersed in that um, that we don't have time to think or be embarrassed or uncomfortable um, because that's not why we're we're there. We're there really to improve our craft, to improve our art, to demonstrate to the world how we see the human form, to show how lovely the lines are, how they come together. Um, And that could be different ways of working. It could be the way I work, some people do it more abstractly, but just that you're showing people how you see that human form. Um, so most artists that I know wouldn't, wouldn't really have that discomfort. Um,
1: Perfect. has been my Perfect. experience. Well, I just want to invite anybody that wants to call in and chat with us. Uh, you've had personal experience, you're an artist. Um, You paint, you draw, you sculpt, whatever it is, feel free, 919-518-9773. That's by phone, or you can also Skype in with us on Skype voice, and that would be computers, that's plural, 2K voice. We'd love to have you. And also, if you're listening and watching our show and you want to take part in our chat, you can put your name on the line right next to our window and um, just take part in what we're talking about. So... um, Susiani, who is on our chat, she says, "When painting the human form, dressed or undressed, I find the hands most challenging. Is there any particular part of the body that Alexandra finds challenging?
2: Um, I would have to say hands and feet though those are those are challenging. Um, if I'd have to um, put in order, what is the most challenging? they would be up there." Um, Sometimes legs, uh, various muscles. Um, I can say that I've worked through some of that by really simplifying the forms. When you when you paint or draw any part of the human body, you have to kind of um, throw away all of your not really preconceived notions, but the way you might look at the body in general, like when you paint a hand, you shouldn't think, I'm painting a hand. You should just look at it and say, what is the shape? And it might not even, the shape might not even look like a hand. It might look like a hexagonal shape and just start from there. So to really not rely on what you think the body should look like, but what you really see in front of you, that's really the most important. A lot of art is just... Uh, learning how to see things as clearly as possible.
1: <clears throat> so that's a very interesting, thank you, Susiani, for that, because that's a very interesting question, because it is. now, yeah, it really is. Because I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, okay, so when you are painting, you have to make a decision which part of this body you're going to emphasize. Mm-hmm. I, I imagine to get across a message of who this body is. Is that right or wrong?
2: Well, um somewhat, somewhat. I mean, when I paint, um I usually paint my, my art, I like to say, and I really believe this is it's not very conceptual. I mean for me the 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 reason I, I do art is um it's almost meditative. It's it's a way to get away from the chaos and, and, and the chatter of kind of the world of around us. And so I don't really have any message in the art I do. It's more um, a way of um, offering some peace, some some respite. So when your eye rests on my painting or drawing, my hope is that the viewer finds um, a, a respite, um, a peaceful spot amidst all the chaos that surrounds them. So that's... That's really why I do art. And then in choosing how I position the form, what part I might emphasize, um, it's it's trial and error. I work with the model. I put them in different poses. Um, I do a lot of cropped imagery where I focus on one part of the body. Um, but that comes through working with the model and seeing what looks the most you. beautiful. Because, again, for me, my objective is to show beauty of of the form, of the line, and the gesture, um, yeah.
1: When you say gesture, what do you mean?
2: So gesture is, it's basically, it's a pose. For example, let's say you're meeting somebody um, and the person, let's say at a restaurant or you see someone sitting somewhere and you're meeting them and as you approach them, um, even before you've asked them how they're doing, just by their body language, by the way they're sitting, maybe they have their head propped on their hand, or they have their arms crossed, or their face sitting really straight, you can already sense, maybe not. It might not be accurate, but you might already get an idea of how they're feeling, what they're thinking. Are they happy are they are they sad are they tired and all of that um, comes out through body language through poses um, so it's partly it's really how, how you're posed it might show your emotion it might show how you're moving so sometimes you might have seen uh, scribbles or quick sketches old masters have done and without a lot of detail you can see how the body is moving how they're standing and that's really what we would call a gesture. Okay. Does that, does that make sense? It does,
1: and so okay. that's why I think when I was asking you the question before, when we were talking about the hand, and right. that you might zero in on. So you talk about clean lines, and you can't. You're not. Maybe you don't draw everything. You draw right. certain things where the emphasis is coming through the the emotion. Right. I guess is what I'm wondering. So if if. I mean, I saw you, and we're going to show some of your paintings, but, mm-hmm. you know, some, when you look at them, you know, they're different positions, you know, which, of course, is going to emphasize something. And then you could, I mean, I'd like, when we go through it, I'd like you to share it. But uh, there's some questions here first on the chat that I want to address before we go on. So sure. do you draw your nudes on canvas before you paint them?
2: I usually do. I do a study on paper that uh, paper and graphite paper and pencil I'll do a study first and then make sure that I understand again the pose that the gesture um, make sure that I, I like the idea sometimes you think about something and you think it's brilliant that you really that that you figured it all out and then you actually draw it you execute it and you realize you know it needs a lot of work or it's not as lovely as you thought it looked in in in, in your minds with your mind's eye and um, so I work all that out before I go to the canvas. So you
1: paint, do you paint the, with a live model? Like if I came to you and I said, I want you to paint a nude of me, mm-hmm. would, you be paint, would I be coming to your studio on a regular basis or would you pay, take a picture of me and paint it from that?
2: I, I work both. I, I, I do either. It depends how comfortable the person is posing. Uh, I often say that posing... Um, people sometimes ask me about how models feel when they pose what makes a good model so and actually um, disrobing is is pretty far down the list Uh, the important thing is to be able to hold the pose so sometimes if somebody wants a portrait it might be easier for me just to do some sketches to try out different poses um, and then to take photographs because the most difficult thing about modeling and posing for a painting is holding the pose. Um, and I'm not talking for hours at a time, but even for 20 minutes, it can seem like an eternity for anybody who's, who's sitting for, for a painting, for a portrait. So it really depends on the person. I would do either. It depends on their level of comfort and how well they can hold a pose.
1: Well, you know, I, it's funny because, you know, sometimes I'm sitting here and I'm talking and I'll, like, I'll have an itch on my head. And I'm like, oh my god, I have an itch on my head. Should I just scratch it, or should I wait till the f- the, the picture's not on me anymore? You know, you do you right. think about those things. Right, I right. I got an itch it's on true. my nose. What should I do? You know, it's true. and if you're being painted, you know, you can't change it. So exactly. Very. And so, do many artists like yourself take anatomy?
2: Yes, that is key. That is key. And actually, I was thinking about that when you showed me your your sculpture, Marilyn, because. Um, One of the best pieces of advice that I, I got, I've gotten actually from several teachers, is to draw the skeleton, to draw muscles, because to paint the body accurately, you really need to know what's going on underneath the surface, underneath the skin. Um, and if you don't have an understanding of that, it's, it's very hard to have an accurate depiction of the human form. So I've spent a lot of time drawing muscles and skeletons and, and um, bones. Um, so artists, if, if, you're, if you're serious about painting the human figure, there's a lot of anatomy that, that you have to study and, and paint and draw. And uh, it all pays off, believe me.
1: Mm. It, it it this there's so much to talk about, but in the meantime, I want to go and let Amnon pull up the paintings. Okay. And then you can tell us some things about what we're what we're looking at.
2: Sure, sure.
1: Now this one.
2: Well, this one is called Backside, and this is um, I did a series of nudes where they were cropped, where I focused just on one part of the body. This goes back to what I was saying, where. Um. I would try different poses and then crop them to really highlight the beauty of the line and, um, and form of the human body. So my hope with, with this and the other crop paintings I did, crop new paintings, was you look at it and you might not think necessarily this is a human body. You might think, oh, how, how lovely is that? are, are all those curves. Um, not that it's an abstract painting, but it starts to go towards an abstraction because you don't see the whole body, so you hopefully are focusing more on that full form of the buttocks, the, the lines.
1: So, would somebody have asked you to do this for them as a portrait? When somebody uh, asks
2: yeah.
1: me, When somebody asks you to do a portrait, are they asking for a part of their body or the whole body? How is that? How does that work?
2: They do both. They do both. They do both. This was something that I that I wanted to do. Um, and it was actually a little bit of a different technique that I, that I normally used. I used a technique called glazing, which is a fairly old technique. Um, and the way that works is you do a painting using only one color. So this painting started out with just different shades of blue. and I made a complete painting only using blue. And then I built up the color using thin, transparent, pure layers of different um, paint colors to really get those flesh tones. It started with blue, but then I put a thin wash of yellow that created green, then I put red, and that neutralized it. it. It really creates a luminescence that you can't always get when you use straight paint colors.
1: And Debbie said she likes the edges of the blue color against the body. That seems to be where I look, a point of tension.
2: Right, right. And I think a lot of that has to do with the cool and the warmness. And that's always a nice contrast. And that's something I'm interested too in. I'm interested in strong contrast between light and dark, between warm and cool colors. I mean, For me, that's very exciting when I can successfully replicate that in a painting. All right,
1: next one. Next up. Here we go.
2: So, so this was a figure study. Um, this actually I did from a photograph, and although I changed it and cropped it quite a bit. Um, and this started out with an underpainting, um, a very neutral, you'll often see. Uh, painters use underpaintings of raw umber, it's a kind of brown. This actually I mixed. A uh, color called burnt sienna, which is more of a reddish brown with ultramarine blue, um, a nice transparent blue color, and I create an underpainting just using that color with different values, and then I built up color using other um, paints that I mix to create flesh tones.
1: Lovely. So I wanna, while he's while I'm not, bringing up the next one. I'm curious when you say peace. When I look at some of these, you your 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 thing is I should feel a sense of peace, or I can feel a sense of peace. Right. Peace about what?
2: Um. Well, well for me, I guess peace. That is that it's a simple scene. It's a glimpse into a simple scene. I mean, sometimes. Um, there's a lot of art, and I really have a lot of admiration for these artists, where they there's a lot in the painting.
1: Right.
2: It could be a scene on the street or in the park, and and um, there's a lot in there. Uh, still lights with a lot of objects, and those are beautiful paintings, and maybe at some point I'll paint that way, but the reason I paint is to have something that I can see that's simple, that simple. like this one object. Um, I'm focused on one, maybe two objects. Um, so I kind of get away from all the clutter. It's a little more meditative. Um, so that's what I mean when I say simple. So one body or even a part of a body that is kind of a, a quiet place for the eye to rest.
1: Well, it certainly uh, allows the body to be the main focus.
2: Yes, that's
1: true. You know, which I think is part of this extraordinary experience we're having about and, and t- looking at news and discussing, you know, this is an art form as a life form. Mm hmm. Right. You know, That it's all OK. Is that it's, you know, taking yes. it, you know, taking it as important in this and the focal point. Mm
2: hmm.
1: OK, on the next one. OK. Daphne, right?
2: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That's Ashley. correct, correct. So again, this is part of the series of these crop nudes where I was focusing on a couple different things. One was the torso and the legs and also the foreshortening. So when I talk about this, this thrill that I get when I can create form, uh, three-dimensional form on a flat surface... This is a perfect example of that. So the leg that is tucked under, so I guess it's the right leg that's tucked under the left leg, you know, it looks like it's coming out at you, and of course it's not really, but that effect is created by differences in value, differences in color, differences in the temperature of the color. Um, that, for me, is incredibly exciting when I can create that effect. And, um, and it's just a beautiful form. And just by cropping it, you know, you, you know that it's a human body, but hopefully it goes, and again, it's not an abstract painting, but hopefully it goes towards um, the realm of abstraction because you're only seeing a part of the body, and hopefully you're then just focusing on the lines and the curves and this foreshortening mm-hmm. of that bent leg.
1: Uh Again, Debbie said it really brings out the analogy of rocks on a sandy coast.
2: Oh, okay.
1: Lovely. That is, that is lovely because now I'm looking at it and I'm saying, yeah. Yeah. How how cool is that? Okay. You have the next one? Okay.
2: All right. So, um, so this was a model I worked with not long ago and um, uh, worked with him for a couple of days. And... Again, I um, was very interested in demonstrating as accurately as possible, uh, as believably, the muscles in his back. And I had a lot of fun using different colors. Um, I mean, I'll often use the same types of colors to create flesh tone, skin tone. Um, and here I experimented a little bit and was, was happy with the effect, the contrast, the cast shadow of the hand on his, on his rear and, um, and the, the lighting was a lot of fun because it really was from the ground up so normally you have it from, from top down or more from the side so that created a nice glow effect I felt do
1: you have in mind like how you want to like like this minute do you have in mind how you would want to paint a human body like do you start to do that and then it it evolves or what
2: um it's both sometimes i have an idea for a painting and a pose and so I, I hire a model, and I put them in that pose, and that kind of goes back to the study, um, the, the drawing study that I do, and then I'll try it out, and then maybe I realize, oh, it actually doesn't, it doesn't look as good as, as, I, as I had imagined it, um, so then I'll change it, uh, so sometimes I have an idea in my head already, and I'll experiment. So- and sometimes, with, with the one we just saw, um, the name is Mike, with Mike. Um, he had some ideas for poses, and so he showed me what he was thinking. And actually, it's funny because sometimes models like to pose with a big stick that they lean on. And generally, I like my models to pose very naturally. I mean, sometimes it's fun for them to do a big twist or a turn, uh, which is fun. But again, if you're doing uh, a complete uh, a finished painting, you want the model to ho- to hold the pose uh, as best they can, so it's easier if they do a more natural pose. Um, so Mike had brought this big stick, and I said, no, you know, normally people don't walk around, or they don't lean on a stick in, in real life. Um, Unless maybe you're playing a sport. I, I don't know if you're walking with a cane. So I said, just, you know, a very natural pose. And so then he came up with his hands behind his back that way. And that worked really well. And also he was able to hold it. I mean, he's a great model, but so he would have been able, able to have held it anyway. But he um, was able to hold it that much easier because it was just a natural pose.
1: So what, what, is, what goes through the mind and heart of someone who... Con- commissions with you to for you to do a, a painting of them in the nude what are they thinking
2: um i have to admit i haven't had that many nude painting commissions the news that i've done have been really of my own volition i had an idea i wanted to do it or i had a series of paintings i wanted to do um the commissions that i've gotten uh, sometimes somebody wants a painting of, of a loved one. Um, I think that to immortalize someone in a painting is a very um, meaningful, it's a very exciting thing. It seems to be something that really stands the test of time. Um, and uh, usually it's it's because you have strong feelings for someone you love someone it's a very intimate thing too or can be an intimate thing um and you want this image to to last forever i guess to be a testament of this love or intimacy strong feeling um for for a very long time
1: well even a model has some feeling of obviously of their body they they have some relationship I think that's what it is. They have a relationship with their body, right. right? That that, and even though they're being paid to do it, I don't know if that makes a difference or not. Um, uh, would they normally be more um, apprehensive, and uh, or, or or what do you think?
2: Um, do you mean what what motivates? Yeah, that? like is it the
1: money, or is they just have this relationship with their body that they're they're just okay with. Um, for the, for the world, see that they're proud of their wrinkles or they're proud of that little thing on their butt that, you know, is unique or what is it?
2: Right, right. No, that's that's a good question. Well, there, there there's a myriad of reasons. I mean, some definitely do it for, for the money. They feel very comfortable um, and it's a good way to make money.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, some... I I worked with a model, uh, this one school, I took courses at for a long time, and she was obese, Uh, she was very comfortable with her body though, and maybe she was that much more comfortable because she posed regularly and she posed for many years at this school, Um, so a lot of... Models, a lot of good models are actors or dancers, so they're very aware of their bodies. Um, so it's not something that is so, I, I, I don't want to say strange, but that they're ready, they, they work with their bodies anyway, whether, of course, dancers, that's obvious, right? They move. Um, uh, in theater, uh, you're very aware of, I guess, if your position next to the other actor. Uh, you really see how you fit in space and so you have this awareness and which is a very which is a skill, it's something I think that people develop over time and a strength and if you can make Money applying that to modeling for life drawing for an artist that's even better. Yeah, why not capitalize that? <laughs> really, on that if you have the time to right. do it, so right, yeah.
1: Well, somebody's, uh, I think I don't know if, who at Suziani is somebody's asking, Do you paint self portraits? I have, uh, you have I a, a have, being actually, in a nude,
2: yeah? yes. I have. Okay, actually, I have a funny story about that. Um, when I was in college, I took a drawing class and um. Before spring break started, we had two weeks, and my teacher handed out uh, long sheets of newsprint um, paper. So newsprint, it's, as the name would suggest, is the paper where um, the newspapers are printed on, and students often use newsprint paper for quick sketches. It's cheap to buy, and um, people use especially students, pads and pads of newsprint paper. So anyway, he gave each student a long piece of this newsprint paper, and our assignment was to do a full-length portrait in the nude of ourselves over spring break. Oh, wow. (laughs) And there were maybe 20 or 30 people in the class. And when we came back, he took each of them, and he hung them up um, on the wall in the studio. And then we talked about them. Oh wow! Yeah, it was very interesting, and uh, I mean, I felt perfectly comfortable. It was, it was. Um, I think also when you see yourself, um, a picture or painting of yourself, there's somewhat of a detachment. I mean, it's you, but it's not really you. So it wasn't like it was so embarrassing, like oh my god, there's a picture of me in the nude. Like maybe if it had been a photograph, I would have felt differently. But as a drawing, it was it was fine, and uh, it was an interesting discussion that we had yeah
1: i would think it would be very especially to see everybody (laughs) nude Now we have a caller so hello
0: hi it's suziani good afternoon ladies
1: hey suziani how you doing
0: i'm good good Uh, i i have a few things i want to say when she it was funny that she was just talking about um uh the assignment of of painting a a nude of herself First question, did you take photographs of yourself, and or were you looking in the mirror? I was looking in the mirror. Okay, that's what I do, um, but I've also taken photographs and then painted nudes of myself because I am the only model that I have, actually, I <laughs> can't afford to uh, bring in a model and have them pose, although many men who have seen my paintings, which are none of the nudes are men, always say, well, if you need a man to pose, I'm available. <laughs> <laughs> men seem very willing to pose for um, for a new painting, to pose in the nude. They're not as embarrassed about their bodies. Maybe they have such egos that they think the world of their bodies. I have no idea. Maybe they don't have that same problem that women have with their bodies. But does she find that men are more comfortable posing than women? So the question
2: is, if I find uh, that men are more comfortable posing than women are As in the nude, yes. Right. Um, I'm just thinking about the various places that I've lived and my experiences. I would say it's been mixed. I've definitely been um, at studios and schools where there really is no difference. Men and women appear equally comfortable uh, posing. Um, I say that would be my experience now with the men and women I've worked with, Um, they're both very comfortable. I can say that I moved um, from a small town this past summer and there I did run a group where uh, we would meet twice a month and I would hire a model and we would draw or paint from the model Um, and there it was hard to find male models. And that was just an area, it was kind of a smaller town and it was harder to find men who felt comfortable posing nude. And then when I would tell people that I had both men, I both had women and men posing, sometimes I got this strong reaction like, How can you as a woman, how can you draw or paint a man? And I'm thinking, Well, they're half of the human race, so why wouldn't <laughs> I? You know? There 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 there's no there's no question, of course. Um so it really—it depends where I've been and in my life, which which area. Good
1: question, though. Yeah. So, what else did you have? Do you have more questions? Um.
0: Well, two things. Number one, um, I paint more nudes than people know I do because, um, I have this problem because my paintings are displayed in my apartment. So, in my studio room, there's 50 paintings, of which right now two of them are nudes. But in my living room, there's three nudes. And the problem is that a lot of children come into my apartment. I babysat a lot and whatever. And the girls never say anything. But the little boys, twice I've had this happen. Both times it was like a 7- or 8-year-old boy. And they both phrased it the same way. And they said, now there's like 100 paintings and there's only like five nudes total. The question I always get is, why do you always paint boobs and butts? And, and, and I say to them, I'm not painting boobs and butts. I'm painting the human form. And I tell them that you can't paint the human form with clothes on them until you understand the human form naked. <laughs> and that usually is enough for the kids. But um, the thing is, what I say I've painted more nudes than people know about, I paint the nudes first. Then I will put a bathing suit <laughs> or a sheer gown on them. Because of people, uh, people that have come into my apartment that are adults, women will not comment on the news, but men invariably do. And they'll always, they love them, okay? But the women seem embarrassed to even say anything. They'll comment on every other painting, but not the news. And I, I, I so when I saw Marilyn was doing the show, I thought about that, that, I guess, I don't, I don't know if women have this thing about it being pornography and, and, and don't have an appreciation for the fact that it isn't, that it's the most beautiful form that God created. And and I, I want to say to Alexandra, I looked um, at her website, I looked at all her paintings, and I, yesterday I spent a lot of time looking at them. I am in awe of her because I do paint and because her... Her painting of the human form is just what I aspire to be able to do in the way that she does it. And, and, And we both paint for the same reason. I love that you, Marilyn, asked Alexandra that question. I paint for the same reason she does. And I can't not paint because it is the way that I actually express myself. And it is, it's, it's. Comforting at the same time that it's relaxing, and I get lost in it, and um, And and I'm like you get in the boom, you know you get in that zone But her paintings, Alexandra, your work is just superb, and even your pet paintings, the dogs were Unbelievable, (laughs) and she does capture even in a dog the emotion, and that's what I try to capture in all of my paintings is motion and emotion, and sometimes that motion is relaxation. And she, Alexandra, does the most beautiful job of it that I've ever seen. So and I'm I glad,
1: Susiani, I'm really glad you brought this stuff up because I really, because I know that we're going to run out of time before before it's time. So I know. I want to, but so don't go. Anywhere. I didn't want to even interrupt. Have, how no, no, talking. that's okay. No, I want to talk about this thing about the discomfort, and what can we do about it. I mean, because I, I, I'm happy to do this show because I think it's so important to, to have an open dialogue amongst, you know, professionally, you know, professional people, you know, wherever, people that are home, people that, you know, just pay attention to these things. And why, do, why are we uncomfortable about it? And how can we jump over the fence of not being uncomfortable and just, just admire them, be, you know, glad for them, blessed by them? You know appreciate our bodies and that we're not just baby making machines
2: mm-hmm.
1: but we are a beautiful form and and the, the beauty is everybody's form is different so there's no one painting of that can ever be the same when you're talking about different people so so i want to i want to go to alexandra do you have an answer for that or do you have a suggestion or advice
2: Wow. Okay. Um, well, so many things come to mind. Um, I guess I wish that people were more um, matter of fact about their bodies, um, and and not put so much meaning or emphasis, or maybe meaning is the word I'm looking for, on how the body looks, how it's supposed to look. Like, just accept the body. I know it's easier said than done, and everybody, you know, myself included, we all our um, biggest self, uh, critics of, of ourselves. Um, but just striving to be just more matter-of-fact. This is just a human body. Um, and it comes in many shapes and sizes and there's not a lot of significance to it um, and it just is and i mean I, I, I think you know i go to the gym a few times a week and i'll be in the locker room and it's the women's locker room and i'm always amazed at how many women um, wrap themselves in all these towels when they come out of the shower and I think, while well, you're in the women's locker room. I mean, maybe they're cold, but that's definitely a different issue. But sometimes I feel like they're just embarrassed. I think, well, what are you embarrassed about? You know, you don't have anything that I don't have. <laughs> and vice that's versa. That's right, right, right. So, yeah. um, and I think there's beauty at any age. And um, I do find the older I've gotten, I feel like there is a shifting attitude, not for the better, but for the worse. I feel like that. Um, we do see a lot of sexualized imagery out there, but um, kind of a more matter-of-fact approach to nudity or anything concerning the body, whatever that is, I feel has gotten lost a little, it's taken a back seat, that there's huge significance to the body, and, yeah. and I think that it's... it's we're missing,
1: I think of, we're missing the point. By taking it more matter-of-factly, which you would think is simplifying it. So Mm -hmm. we have to simplify it to then be able to experience it. It's no different than when I talk about doing things and doing the show, that I want to put freedom, make it, like, normal, make it commonplace, make it, like, just a matter of life. It's not Mm -hmm. this this thing on, on the mountain. It is what we all can have and by commercializing to some degree some of these conversations we're having putting them out they're making them like an open dialogue you were talking about breasts we're talking about boobs we're talking about bodies we're talking about you know when you said a big stick I was listening for the rest of what you were going uh, so, <laughs> so to say so I think the, yeah <laughs> the more we talk about these things the more common it becomes and the less you know, like a stigma, it is. Suziani what do you? Something yes, here? absolutely.
0: Um, there's this girl who's autistic, and her name is Iris, and she paints. And I follow her website. She's in England, and she's an amazing little painter. And she she's young. I don't I, I don't think she's more than six or seven now, but she's been painting since she's three. And when her mother put up the website. And I was actually already following the website at that time. And what happened was, this little girl loves to be naked, but so she'll oftentimes be shirtless. And you know how children are. There are kids that are like that. And, I mean, when I was a kid, we'd swim in the pool and maybe not have bathing suits, just shorts on or whatever, and nobody thought anything of a little girl's body, undeveloped, being naked. But today you cannot do that. And this girl's picture of her painting with no shirt on um, and that melon, that's why I was nervous when we talked about which paintings we could show on Facebook, and I had the same feeling, okay? because she had to take she had to take those pictures down, and she had to then make sure her daughter had a little something on top which her daughter didn't like, but um, I guess it's political correctness that we're
1: talking about, right? Uh, no, but political but, but, No, you're gonna. I'm gonna, But the thing is, who decides what that is? You know. Exactly. Every time I, I you know, I haven't gotten my feathers feathers rusted in a long time. But when I think of that, I think who actually said what was politically right and what was politically wrong? Who did we give that permission to? Because I didn't. I didn't tell somebody that I couldn't do certain things. Now, Facebook or somebody that they that's their domain, they get to tell me if I can, how I can play in their domain. But in my domain, I should get to say it. So if I'm doing something, I want to say it. So don't go anywhere, because there's a very interesting comment on our chat, and I want to make sure I say this. This is from Alla Parsons. I don't know if you know who that is. Yeah. Um, do you, Alexandra?
2: Hi. Okay, hi. 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 She
1: says, I am showing this stream... To my drawing one students what would you say to them who, what would you say to the students who are beginning to draw a human form um
2: what would i say to them um i would say to i would say a few things first i would say forget about anything you think you know about the human form Throw it all out the window and just focus on the model in front of you in order to draw the model, the human body accurately. Always go, always look at nature. I had a teacher that once said, let nature be your guide. Whenever I was confused, I was looking at my painting, looking and looking at it, looking at it. And he said, stop looking at your painting. Look at the model. I had another teacher that said, you have nothing to learn from your drawing. Always look to nature and to life and what's standing in front of you to, to d- do a good drawing, um, to really study and, and also learn how to see, really look at something as long as you possibly can and then look at it some more and that will help you do a good drawing of, of well, it'll, it's one thing that will help you do a good drawing of, of, the, of the body. That's beautiful.
0: And, and can I add something else? To, sure. Um, yes. Okay. First of all, your sculpture, Marilyn, Yes. was fabulous. I mean fabulous. And, I, and it reminded me of something. And then you were talking about, you know, um, well, when we're talking about the new paintings. Years ago, I belonged to a sculpting group, and I used to sculpt, and it was an online group. And one of the girls that was in that group, one of her bosses, commissioned her to do a nude of his wife for their anniversary present. And he took pictures of her, and gave them to her. And you know, we had had this conversation. Ooh, do you think the wife knows that you know somebody else is seeing the paint pictures of her? I'm sure they were personal. But she did this beautiful sculpture, and it wasn't big, and it was a reclining sculpture. It was very, very beautifully done. Um, and her husband gave it to her as a gift. And I thought that that was the most touching, loving. Thoughtful gift that a man could give to a woman To say, I love you so much That I want to immortalize your body In a sculpture Mm -hmm. And I just That's why when I think of nudes I think of them only in a good light Mm -hmm. And that is And and I'm sure they display that nude The sculpture proudly And she's not in any way embarrassed But I have to tell you The woman had a beautiful body (laughs) Um. And I actually saw the
1: photographs again, I'm sure I wasn't supposed to you know what that's and' I'm, th- this is such a great conversation. I just hold on though I just want to show the last few paintings, even though we won't have a chance to talk about all of them I'm um, the, yeah, there's one and then ahead. they're so beautiful. It. They're beautiful, aren't they? Oh beautiful yeah and I, and I love um, it's get I love these. The play of light on the body, she does oh, it so perfectly. I love these. In fact, when we were looking at them before, Amnon said, "Is that a statue? Is that a person?" And yeah. we said, "No, they're beautiful." Go ahead. And I love how you got the tattoo. That was that, yeah. That yeah. was a lot of fun yeah. to do. Yeah. I mean, that, it's
0: fun when you find Look the thing. Look at the knees, you, how beautiful she does. And the toes, everything, She uh, just Alexander, Year work is superb. Just superb. Oh, thank you. Thank you. It, it's it's fun.
2: fun. I enjoy
0: it.
1: Beautiful. And then there was one more, which, which I thought was me. <laughs> I
0: love that with the I, love,
1: <laughs> I thought this one was me. No. I love it. I love this.
0: And oh, this here. was the last one, yes, that's beautiful. Oh, I'm watching it delayed, by the way. It's delayed from when, if this show is delayed a little bit, I know. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah, when you watch, it is a, a slight bit when you watch, when, you, when you're when you calling in as opposed to on the website, it is certainly. Yes. And then I also brought, I wanted to show everyone, my mother several years ago bought a, this painting. And it is, um, she has it in her living room and it is the only color, In her entire living room, the rest of her living room is beige and black, and then she has this, so it really stands out. And I loved it. And my mother, as a gift, brought me a little photograph of this nude, and it's just beautiful. And I, and I, anyway, I just love it. And I, it is beautiful. It is beautiful. How large
0: is the original, Marilyn? It's pretty big. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's
1: pretty big. And I was just. That's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty big. And the fact that my mother loved it and was comfortable and hanging in hanging a nude in her apartment says a lot for my mother. Yes, it does. You know, and my mother is, you know, she's going to be 89. So she got it, what, five years ago maybe? So I think it's wonderful. So I'm so happy we've had this discussion. It's been fabulous. And I think, um, Susiani, I want to see, po- see you put up some nudes. Yeah. We need. You know. Oh, they're
0: on my Suziani okay. site. If you look at my painting folder, they're there. Okay. Well, but, put them up on you know. Facebook
1: and so let's see what happens because they yeah, haven't taken see. mine down. And I think we should. I think it, it's, we're like advocates for nudes. I'll do it in the <laughs> <an> experiment. <laughs> <laughs> Alexandra, we're, we're about out of time. So, okay. where would people find you? And when they do, what will they find?
2: Um, well, they can go to my website and it is uh, a block like my name, A-B-L-O-C-H dot dash artanddesign.com. And And they'll find the paintings you show today on your show and others, other figure paintings. I also do still lifes um using same technique and you sell and you sell your art right i do sell my art perfect um so they can contact me all the contact information is on my website and i should also say i'm in two shows right now uh in carrie north carolina i have a still life in each of those shows one is at the carrie gallery of artists and one is at the page walker house uh, all in the center of carrie and um you can see my work there and I'd love to answer any other questions someone wants to contact me or interested in buying my work I'd, I'd love to talk or if you're interested in the Commission I'd love to talk with them too. Perfect. And Suziani.
1: Yes. We're so happy you came here. Yes.
0: <laughs> I've oh, missed thank you. Him, you.
1: And you. And you and you Um, you what's your website just throw it out there. Mine? Yes.
0: On my Facebook page is Suziani by the Sea.
1: Perfect. Perfect, perfect. Well it's been a pleasure to have you both here. Suziani for joining us now and Alexandra talking to you and sharing this this whole concept and this part of art that um, we don't get a chance to talk about too often.
0: And Alexandra's beautiful also. Yes, she is gorgeous. Oh, yes. thank
1: you. She yes. is. And so thank are you. And so are you. <laughs>
2: yes. And yes. so yes. is Omnon. And so are you Marilyn. Yeah, I know, I
1: look good too, so we all look good. So I want to
2: thank what? What was you. that? Yes. You're, I said you're beautiful, too, and thank,
1: thank you, you very much thank for you. me. I enjoyed it Thank you. I appreciate it very much. It's been a blast. And I want to thank all of you out there for joining us today and sharing this time with us. And uh, look forward to more. Just so you know, next week we will uh, not be here, but we will be doing a rerun or something. We haven't decided yet. But we won't be here next week, but we will the following week. So come back and see us then. And with that, I want to say goodbye to everyone. Have a wonderful day. Thank you so much. Thank and you. And happy Passover and Easter. Because okay, by the time you. we come back, it will be Easter, right? Bye. Bye.
0: bye. Thank bye. you. And bye.
1: Bye. You are tuned to the Nissan Communications Network. Our weekly lineup of call-in programs includes Computers 2K Now with Amnon Nissan, Help In with Debbie Brook, Breaking Free with Marilyn Shannon, Lessons of Vietnam with NCVVI members, The Tanya Love Show, Reawaken Your Brilliance with Julie Seibert, and if you tuned in too late, you can always watch each program in its entirety or download an MP3 audio.